What's up, Dunwoody? Over the last few months, I've been putting out less and less podcast episodes for a few different reasons. Uh, One, it was tough to record with guests. We did a few over Zoom, and they just kind of weren't the same. There's something about sitting across the table from somebody that kind of eases the conversation. And to me, that's what this is all about. The conversation and the connections, meeting new people, making some new friends, and sharing those conversations with y'all. Number two, podcast numbers have just been down over the last couple of months. Most podcast listeners have a routine that they follow, and most everybody's routine were completely squashed months ago. I'd say like 50% of our listeners listen in the car on the way to work or at the gym. Routines that we're just finally now getting back to, and we're so happy to become part of your routine again. The third reason for lack of podcasts, me and Justin have just been busy over the last few months, kind of busier than ever, and the show takes up a lot of our time. Justin's pooldues.com scheduling software really took off this summer. He's signing pools left and right because they all need reservation software, and he's one of the only ones doing it. I'm a real estate agent, and I've never seen a market like this one before. Every time I list a home, we get multiple offers in the first couple days. It's been a lot of fun as a listing agent, um, a little tougher with buyers just because you're kind of competing with a bunch of other offers, but it's a fun game right now. We've gotten three families under contract over the last couple weeks, and it's real exciting. So if you're thinking about selling, this might be the best time that you're going to see for a while. You haven't heard me say that on the show before. I really try not to be that annoying agent that's always telling you that this is the time to sell. But, well, this is the time to sell. Interest rates are at record lows and inventory is scarce. So hit me up if you have any questions, and I'd love to help you out. The show is sponsored by Dr. Brett Friedman and Village Orthodontics. I've been wearing his Invisalign braces now for four months, about 18 hours a day. I think it's a little less than Dr. Brett told me to wear them, but uh, you can only do what you can do, right? I'm on my 13th set of mouth guard trays now. Each set is slightly different and moves my teeth just a little bit more than the last. The first day of each new tray is a little uncomfortable, but I switch them out right before I go to bed, and most of the teeth movement is that first night while I'm sleeping. My wife, Sasha, is now doing them as well. Um, It's easy, not as expensive as you'd think, and why not improve your appearance? Be the best version of yourself, right? Uh, It's much less work than going to the gym, too. Our second sponsor is our favorite Dunwoody Brewery, Porter Brewing Q. I spoke to Greg last week, and they've got some big plans for their outdoor dining area. The pandemic has slowed the work a bit, but it's also opened up regulations and allowed them to, you know, kind of come up with new ideas. The city is really pushing for all of our local restaurants to move outdoors, and they're also helping our restaurants get those improvements made with less paperwork. So go by Porter, tell them you're excited about the outdoor area, and tell them you heard about them on the show. This was a conversation that we had recorded a few months back, right before the COVID began. Uh, I think it's actually perfect timing for a conversation about kids and technology, though. We've all been stuck inside for way too long, and our kids are playing more games than ever. And if you're anything like me, you don't know anything about the games that your kids are playing or how to keep them safe online. Ben Halpert is a cybersecurity guy at his day job, but has built an amazing nonprofit called Savvy Cyber Kids to teach kids and parents about safely navigating the world of online chat and gaming. He's an award-winning author and has been featured on Fox News, CNN, ABC, Good Day Atlanta, WSB, and many more. The Webbers own three of his books, and my boys love them. Um, He's a lot of fun, and he lives right here in Dunwoody. So here's our conversation with Ben Halpert from Savvy Cyber Kids. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Uh, All right, so we're here with uh, Ben Halpert. Is that right? Did I get a name right on the first try? You did, you did. Wow, that's amazing. You didn't look at anything. Yeah, job. yeah, I did. Uh, and you're with uh, uh, Cy- uh, Savvy Cyber Kids. That's right. I bet you I don't have a Savvy Cyber Kid. Ooh, that's hard to say. Well, if you have kids, they're probably more savvy than you, technically. Yes. But 
Uh, we'll get them to be savvy cyber kids by the end of the podcast. How about that? They're yeah. cyber kids. In fact, actually, if you were to reverse my last name, it is E Kid. Did you ever think about that? Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> is that what Lars is? He's an E Kid. You have a yeah. t shirt made of that yet? Uh, not yet. But I did find out my kid listens to the podcast. Like, he'll stay up late. Lars? Yeah, yeah, and listen to it. <laughs> and, and how old is? Uh, he's like uh, nine. Okay, he's going to hate me after this. Oh. Just so you know. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I'll Most kids him, do. I'll tell him not to listen to this one. Yeah. That yeah. guy's the enemy. Tell him not to, and then he definitely will. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll be like, you should listen to this one. So what does Lars do online before we start? Uh, okay, so we got Fortnite, right? And and he has opened up the communication channels there uh, between him and uh, his cousins, which is, I can see being, uh, I think it's mostly good. Possibly bad, right? Because let's let's suppose one of his. I feel like you're gonna say it's bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The way you're looking at me right now, I feel like this is <laughs> too bad. You don't have video. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should start. What else is he does? My son does video ro- recording. Sorry. My son does Roblox. Okay. Yes. There's Roblox. Yeah. Uh, there's that, uh, which does also have the the connectivity with it. And then yeah. there's there's um, just simple. Texting, uh, not texting, but uh, messenger stuff between me and him, and you know his mom, and, and but that's about it. Like, you know, my kids haven't gotten very far at all. Roblox. That's I got an eight year old. That's all he does. That's it. Yeah, but well, my four year old does Roblox too, which is probably not. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about games. <laughs> let's talk about Good games. Start. Good start. All right. Here we go. So by the way, we uh, everything we do at Savvy Cyber Kids, we're a five hundred one c three nonprofit that I founded in two thousand seven. And I founded it based on my experience in cybersecurity because I actually do work full time for a company based here in Atlanta called Ionic Security. And I'm responsible for physical security, cybersecurity, product security, compliance, um, risk management, corporate internal audit. That's probably it. <laughs> and um, so based on my experiences, I started this nonprofit back in 2007, like I said. And everything we produce is free to download from our website, SavvyCyberKids.org. The only things that we do charge for is for our children's picture book series because there is a cost to produce. They're print on demand, and we make roughly 90 cents a book when they get uh, published. I brought the three um, children's books here in the series to take a look at. And so, yeah, so we make about 90 cents a book on those. So, yeah, buy as many millions as you can, and then we'll be okay from a you know funding perspective as you a nonprofit. You quit your real job. There you yeah, go. exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, does the nonprofit pay you? I mean, or no, is it, yeah, no, okay, I've so never taken you, a dime out of the nonprofit. So then you don't, it doesn't really, oh, look, here's but we do, you know, it costs a million bucks, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a million bucks, a million freaking bucks, I mean, dude. Your, think your about audience, it. you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> if that's why you're here, that's why I'm here. <laughs> that's why I heard about you all, and you know. Yeah, yeah, I wish the Dunwoody community had a million dollars. I don't think any. Oh, they do. Have think... you seen all the banks in Dunwoody Village? <laughs> no, I don't think the citizens could scrape it together if they yeah. tried. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so again, uh, the books are the only things we charge for, but everything else is a free resource to download. Now, getting back to the gaming, we have a digital parenting guide to gaming and a parent's guide to esports that are free to download from our website. Because that's because a it, hot thing, right? E-sports. Oh, it, yeah. And, and I don't know if I'd use the word hot, but it is the thing. Uh-huh. Um, some will say it's the, the thing of the future. I say it's already here. We just don't know about it, people our age, but our kids know about it. Yep. Um, you know, the purse on the Fortnite um, championship was higher than the purse at Wimbledon this year. Really? Yeah. 
So that's where it is, that's and it's only going to get worse. Worse meaning, you know, there's going to be such a discrepancy between the two yeah. as they go. And there's so many more of gaming and esports kind of competitions that are out there that our kids are going to get excited about and want to do. So, well, wait, we, and, and Matt, did you know that um, that video games uh, made more revenue uh, than the movie industry, the music industry, and I think there's one more in there really? put together. Put together, right? That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you make one Grand Theft Auto Six, you're looking at three billion or something, four billion. I don't know. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, the yeah. money's in the gaming industry. Yeah. All right. Go. Sorry. Go on. Yeah. So you were saying something about being safe. Something silly. <laughs> something silly like that. Yeah. yeah. Like our kids being safe. Yeah. So you know, anyone that has kids should download the the Digital Parents Guide to Gaming, as well as the Digital Parenting Guide, which is the the general one we have that covers all the topics you should be talking to your kids about. And there's a lot of them that we don't think about that would make sense. You know, once you read it, like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I need to talk about that. Oh yeah, I thought about that before, but never actually talked to my kid about that. Um, one of the big things. And I'm kind of excited. The, I was asked to be uh, interviewed for a New York Times article in December. They did an article on um, predators in video games. And so one of the quotes that they actually put in there from the, the interview was that parents need to tell their kids to keep their clothes on starting at about six years old. And that's because when your kids are playing games, they're not playing games like we used to play games. You know, up until about five years ago or so, if you wanted to play games with another person, you had to be in the same room. You know, they we used to have land parties for gaming where people would bring over their, their, their yeah, they bring yeah. over their systems and, you know, we'd all get together and play. And that's not how it is anymore now because everything has an IP address in it, no matter what it is. Washing machine, refrigerator, gaming system, doesn't matter, has it. It's connected to the Internet and it's connected to people that may wish to cause harm to our kids. So our kids are not necessarily a target because they're our kids. Our kids are a target because the predators are out there and know where the kids are. And they're always looking for their next target. And so kids don't hang out at malls. Kids don't hang out in parking lots anymore. Kids don't hang out in the street. Kids hang out behind a screen. And so the predators know that, and that's where they go. So if someone's looking for a young, a young boy, young girl playing a game, they're going to go to Roblox. If they're looking for one a little bit older, they're going to go to Fortnite, something like that. And those games, you know, they'll change popularity every six to 12 months. Nobody stays on top forever. And, it, and you're, right. you're bringing up a great point. It's like, in some sense, we've uh, we've made it so that the playground now for our kids is not the playground. It is the living room. And they get to play in there. And and That's right. And when They feel like they're in a playground because, in some sense, they're building little worlds there. You yeah, know, they're having a great them. time in them. And yeah. <clears throat> You know, as parents, we think, well, our kids are safe because they're actually in our house and they're playing a game. And actually they're not because we're allowing them to game with strangers. And so, you know, that's just the way of the future. So we need to prepare our kids for that. So as an example, if um, your kids are playing a game and someone asks them, hey, what's your name? You got to teach them how to respond to that. Where do you live? Teach your kids how to respond to that. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Teach your kids how to respond to that. Do you have a younger sibling? These are all questions that the predators will ask, but another kid that they're actually gaming with would never ask those questions because they're just there to game and have a great time. Yeah, that's a good point. But just if you throw never out a few curse words every once in a while, right, right. yeah, exactly, yeah, rage and go crazy, right. but, rage. But if you if you never told your child, don't tell anyone during a game that you have a younger sister. The first time one of those strangers asks, because kids are trusting, yeah, and they're honest, mm. right? 
So if they're playing and they're comfortable and they've, especially if they played for a couple of weeks or a month with the same people, quote unquote strangers, they're going to feel comfortable and they'll just answer anything. So make sure your kids know, you know, don't tell them, you know, these are, this is personal information. We don't give that information out. Blame it on me as your parent. Say, I'm sorry, my parents don't let me give that out. And then, you know, you're going to see how persistent some of the strangers are. Make sure your kids come to you and tell you about it so you can help them out because they might need help. And seriously, if you've never told your kids to keep their clothes on when they're using technology, you have to, because that's like the sixth question that one of the predators asks. What you wearing? Yeah, but it, but it would start with the picture questions typically start with send me a picture of your face because your voice sounds amazing. You know, you sound fun. Like they say everything that would get a kid to want to send a picture. And it starts with the face, and then it goes with send me a picture of your body. You know, send, send me a full-length picture. I want to see what you look like. You know, what are you wearing today or whatever. Seems innocent enough. It's a picture of your face. It's a picture with your clothes on. No big deal. Next picture after that, um, you know, send me a picture without your shirt on. Or, if you know, if you're, if you're a guy or a boy, and if you're a girl, you know, send me a picture in your bikini top. And a kid, you know, after this is the grooming process, by the way. This, this sounds like a lot of the texts I send to my wife every day. <laughs> she must hate it. Does she actually respond? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> You're going to hate me after I, well, this, no, too. She, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, the responses aren't good for me. They're <laughs> right. Yeah. They're very, yeah. they're disappointing. <laughs> they're filled with expletives or something like that. What's the eye roll emoji? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you just, does she stop responding after a while? No, she can't. <laughs> I'm going to yell downstairs, hey, you didn't, uh, <laughs> You didn't get back to me. Are you ignoring me? Yeah. I know you're on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so it sounds like almost what we need is the equivalent of uh, the, the CPR things in restaurants, right? At some point, we just, every restaurant decides we have to have that thing up on the wall. That's, uh, and I'm sure it's a law that, that you have to show how, how to, you know. What is the what, do the Heimlich maneuver or anything like that? We need the equivalent of that in, in every kid's bedroom. Right. A standardization that is like, never do this, never do this, never do this. You got to boil it down into your just because so, talk to his kid. He'd rather, well, right. no, but I think they so, I think they need a reminder. Right. So like one a, of the issues with with that is that you can't really teach kids by telling them you can't, you can't, you can't, because then they will, they will, they will. Ooh, so yeah, it's it's technology plus parenting plus educating what if it's the poster that's telling him they're not your parent it's so we have a poster you can download for free from our website you can print it out as big as you want super high res um goes along with our savvy cyber kids uh characters and the reason why i actually wrote a children's book series is because i was getting a phd and during that time instead of working on my dissertation i would be in the library yes this was when we actually had to go to a library to look up articles and stuff like that yeah microfilm boomer whatever you want to call it yeah Yeah, okay boomer yeah exactly (laughs) so uh during that time i started you know trying to figure out how you teach something to someone that they would remember forever and the reason why i started thinking about this is because i actually started going to schools in 2002 2002 and presenting to parents about what their kids are up against online and what they can do to make sure that they're successful when they're online. And during 2002 and 2007, you know, I would always get very similar questions at the end of every presentation. And that was, what do I do about this? And some parents actually printed it and showed it to me. I remember one from MySpace, because that's what we were talking about at the time. 2002, 2003 was AOL chat rooms, 
Yahoo chat rooms, MySpace, and a yeah, big computer. There was no you kept games, them, right? You could talk, not yet. Yeah. yeah, not yet. So, and you know, the parents always said, "Well, my child posted our home address and their phone number and their full name. What should I do?" So they did that enough, and then I started thinking about it, and so I got distracted during my dissertation research. So I started researching how do you teach someone something so they'll remember it forever. So it turns out in the research, if you teach someone something before they're five, it becomes ingrained. That's why we send police officers to preschools, elementary schools. We you know teach them nine one one because now if there's an emergency, you don't think, geez, uh, there's an emergency. What is a number again? I need to call. You know we don't. It's 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 ingrained nine one one, and whatever country you live in, it's ingrained. So same thing with the firefighters. That's why we send, you know, the fire trucks to schools as well. So we teach kids things that last them throughout their life. Wait, if I went to Europe, I'd have to be like, hey, what's the equivalent of yep. 911 around here? And they'd be like, 911? Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> you can look that up on the State Department website. I'll do an ad for them now. It's Department of State. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what the actual website is. Um, but yeah, so you should know that, you know, when you go travel to another country. Um, so I started doing that research and then I decided because of that, I was going to write a children's book series to, so that parents could read it to their kids starting at three years old. And I say, kids are ready for the Savvy Cyber Kids book series when they stop eating books. <laughs> That's good. If you've had kids, you know that every kid eats books and they stop around three. That's it's when they the stop eating books. the covers they like the best. Right. So we do have hardcover and soft cover, you know, so if they're not really eating them anymore, they're just kind of like teething. Hardcover is probably the best for them. Save the soft covers for when they get a little older and they're actually done eating books. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, this way you're reading to your child and they don't even know they're learning anything because these are rhyming children's picture books. The first book uh, introduces the characters, talks about what technology is, uh, introduces the concept of strangers, and talks about privacy. And so we use superheroes in all of our work with kids because kids really understand and get and the superhero concept resonates well with kids and adults hence the billions of dollars from marvel and dc movies and stuff like that something about wearing a mask so appealing and a cape yeah yeah by the way if you if you if you ever do an interview on tv don't wear a mask and a cape and shorts (laughs) i did that once and unfortunately you can still see that online um, they were like, get up. You're just wearing shorts, aren't you? Yeah, they said no one ever came to the set in shorts. I was like, yeah, I didn't think about it. But it was for a 5K uh, benefit run that oh. we were doing. You know, it was a little. But I did bring capes for um, everyone. They were excited about the capes. Well, the, actually, the super hang- hero angle is, is pretty good because you can, t- you can teach them about uh, alter egos. I mean, That's right. Like, yep. So basically, I should be t- telling my kid who's under five now, your, uh, your online name is Natasha. Correct. Uh, you're from Maryland. Yep. All bull- BS. That's right. 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 Yeah. And then you're going to have to have that parenting discussion about, wait, you told me I can lie here, but why can't I lie to you about this thing? It's easy. Right, that's another You're a deep state kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you, well, and usernames are important. So when my kid signed up for Fortnite, I put in, um, as the username, your hot stepmom, mm, right? So yeah. now immediately anyone's like, oh, that's like whatever a kid's stepmom that's trying to like play with him, you know? Right, that was very smart, actually. Yeah, I know. Well, and then anytime he kills somebody else, it'll pop up in Fortnite. You got killed by your Your hot hot stepmom. Yeah, it's cute. (laughs) Yeah, it's cute. It's good for a laugh. But yes, smart, right? So my eldest, when she was younger, um, and she was on different platforms, whatever it was, she when people would ask, instead of saying I don't give that information out, she would say she was a girl that lived in I don't even know, like the mountains of North Carolina, and some city that she gave. 
I think there was one time where she actually met someone that said they were from there too. And she was like, well, do you, you know, My bad. but whatever. <laughs> so, you know, make sure it's some obscure town, like in Montana or and all these pedophiles have been coming to that yeah. one little yeah. mountaintop. Yeah. To- <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, a, that's another way to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so blaming it on a parent's easy, you know, blame it on me. Say my parents don't let me share that. Um, and then if the, the stranger is persistent, make sure they come to you and tell you, and then you can help your kids block the account if you need to report. Them. Yep. Absolutely. Well, what are my kids doing on Roblox? I've never looked at it. No earthly idea where, Dear God. who they're talking All to. All they what do they're is doing. they share information on there. Is it? Yeah, they have a little task to go get your dad's credit card. And <laughs> is that where it keeps disappearing? Open safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a treasure hunt. Yeah. Now, can they talk to anybody? I mean, anybody they can. can talk to them? Yeah. So from a game-specific perspective, there are some parental controls and settings that you can use within games to help kind of reduce the risk of your kids doing something they shouldn't do. So you need to talk to your kids. That's number one. Make sure you talk to your kids about all the technology that they use in their life. And kids love talking about their technology, and they're happy to share with you. Um, the second thing is you need to be aware of what your kids are in, and then go look yourself and see, okay, where is it that I can turn off the chat feature with people that I don't approve, mm-hmm. as an example. Okay. Um, and Roblox does off. have that. I, I did dig around in those settings. Yeah. 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 So they typically have it, but most parents don't even know to look. So if we can get everyone that's listening to go and check whatever games or apps that are on your kids' devices or what they play maybe on your tablet or whatever you're giving your young kids, uh, make sure that their gamer tag, their profile name is not their real name, not their real personal information. Make sure you're setting it so they can't communicate with every stranger on the planet. Um, And that's kind of the basics. And every time your kid wants a new app or a new game, you need to kind of check that out too. There, um, it almost like it seems like there should be uh, an an anonymizing um, algorithm constantly for these, even just the usernames, right? Uh, and maybe that gets paused momentarily when two parents can connect with each other and be like, okay, it's I'm okay with these two talking to each other. But then otherwise, like, why do we even in a game like Roblox? Why do we even need to show the usernames of these kids? So it's because of the people that actually play the games. They, you know, if they're leveling up, they're trying to win, they're trying to, you know, get to be the most popular or trying to, you know, compete and get to the next level or get into an esports tournament or something like that. You have to track them. Right. How do you know who's winning today? How do you know who's winning that game or whatever it may be? So, well, in Roblox, though, for example, I mean, like there's no esport tournament for that, you know. My guess is there's probably something related to a Roblox tournament. I'm just not aware of it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something related to it yeah well i guess as a well it'd be nice as a parent to be able to just say listen don't never show the kids a username on there like they can just yeah like a four-year-old doesn't really care to even connect with other kids in that game they're just just having fun yeah they're just running they're they're treating it like a playground i don't think my four-year-old knows there's a chat function at all probably but which is great but they will when nor could he read anything that's written yeah 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 but yeah so now's a good time to talk to him about Mm -hmm. it probably and while you're doing that, you should probably also tell your kids that they're going to see things that they don't understand. Like they may not understand why someone sends them a picture of an adult or another child without their clothes on. Unsolicited pics, if you will. So that's a thing. Well, how does that, how does that come through and afford Like, let's say my kid is only doing Fortnite and Roblox, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how would that, how would they get in touch with that? So it depends on the game, if you can share pictures and videos in the game. And if not, what these predators do is they say, 
you know, we've been gaming for X number of weeks or hours or whatever, depending right. on how fast they're going to launch their grooming process. You know, go download Kick or don't go download Omegle or go download another one of these apps right. where there is no parental monitoring. There's no controls in place. The companies don't care about kids and they don't care about kids safety or privacy or things like that. And uh, by the way, do not go and download Omegle. Do not go to the website. <laughs> yeah. Or if you do, the, be aware the first thing you will see is a man playing with himself. Yeah. Literally. If you just tuned in at minute 22, <laughs> he was not saying to do that. Yeah, don't do that. Well, and, and, and actually, you Make might sure as well your kids don't download it. Well, well just go through all the apps that, that every parent um, should be deleting right now, right? I mean, the, it, so TikTok, it, uh, I mean. They change so fast. It, it, it changes so fast. And TikTok, here's a good example. Um, TikTok. Oh, actually, are is, they a good one? Are they a bad one? What do, what do you think? You know, so it's all how you use the app. And I would say that if you're, you know, elementary school child which many you know female elementary school children are on tiktok get them off okay there we go it is completely inappropriate yeah why do they need it they don't need it in their life they do not every song that they have on there is explicit you know if you ever watched a tiktok they're they're mouthing things like oh, never mind i'm not saying it because yeah, it's a podcast yeah. but um you know they're <laughs> they're singing these songs. They're doing these gyrations and dance moves. You know, a seven or eight year old girl, you don't need to be doing that. Yeah. That's, not, that's be, yeah. not part of growing up at seven or eight. Right. You don't need that. There's plenty of time to be as sexy as you want as you grow up uh, and you're, you know, whatever, a teenager in high school. Um, so you should know and be aware of every single app or game that your kids are using and check it out and make sure. So. Yes, Omegle is one of the definite no-nos. Kick is also a definite no-no. But, I have not heard of either of these, actually. But there's thousands, yeah. tens of thousands of these kind of, I would call, pseudo-anonymous apps that are out there that let you create a user ID that doesn't get officially tied to you. It gets, a it gets tied to you during an investigation when warrants are sent out, and then they trace it back to the IP address. And even if you're using a VPN, by the way, you're still going to get caught. So don't do things that um, you wouldn't be proud of. Yeah, how, how, do they, how do these guys, how do these predators think that they're not going to get caught? I, I get it that they're just, they're so into their own thing that that's all they... It, they are. So the predator mindset, about, right, yeah. yeah, the predator mindset is different than our mindset. Right. And I say that because when predators are caught they, during their interviews, they actually say things like, um, you know, I, I am attracted to this type of boy. I'm attracted to this type of girl. It may be an eight-year-old boy. It may be a 12-year-old girl. It may be a 14-year-old boy. Whatever it is, they, each one of the predators has a type. Just like you and I would have a type of person we're attracted to. Male, female, short, tall, thin, heavier set, hair color, whatever. They have a type too. And so they think there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. They think if their type is a 10-year-old boy, they think it's perfectly fine. They think the rest of the world is crazy. Right. So they don't think about that. Do they know what the consequence is? Yes, because society told them what the consequence is, but they also think they're going to do things so they won't get caught. So that's why we need to make sure our kids are they're well just, aware yeah. of how to respond to those kind of things. They don't believe in IP addresses or... <laughs> like, <laughs> or not know what they are. I mean, uh, I wouldn't know how they would catch me. Right, right. You, oh really? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, technology works. Yeah, so I, that, so that what, makes sense. I don't right. know how they would go back lines and yeah. yeah, yeah. So with anything that you do with technology, and it's important to tell your kids this too, everything you do is traceable back to you. Picture, video, text, anything you say, anything you do, always, always traceable back to you. 
And forever. I mean, forever. once it's out like, there, it's forever. It's like the theme of every Dateline episode, where you're just like, how did you think that that wasn't going to, like, yeah. you're buying an axe at a Home Depot. You know, they only sell five of these a week. <laughs> They're going to figure it out. Yeah. Like, what um, What about, like, the Facebook, what is it, Facebook Kids? Isn't yeah, that? Facebook Messenger for Kids. Yeah. Uh, that one's fine. Um, but again, you as a parent, and, and the reason why that one is fine is because you as a parent have to approve who they can talk to. Right. Okay. You know, you can only talk to these three people, and they're your kids' friends from school or so, whatever. So, uh, a buddy of mine did try to get our two sons together to talk on it, and then I just realized it was they never really started the the the, the chat. But then I I was like, this is so annoying just having this thing because it keeps popping up now. Like, hey, do you still want to allow this? Blah blah blah. I was just like, I gotta get rid of this. So I realized it was. It It also normalizes overuse of technology for for our kids. You know, we have a a seven, an eight, a nine, a ten year old. What are they supposed to be doing, male or female? They're out running around, right? That's what they should be doing. Right. They should be experiencing things. Or should they be doing that? I mean. There is something to be said for them not being in the front yard right next to the street where they could get grabbed, right? Sure, put them in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, or, I get, yeah right. you know, take them to indoor play areas, right? Yeah. So kids learn by experiencing things and their senses, you know, their five senses, you know, they learn how to adopt in the world by doing things. Sitting in front of a screen doesn't teach them to do anything. But sure. it teaches them how to sit in front of a screen longer. And they don't need any help with that because yeah. the way technology is designed, yeah. you know, we pick it up as adults. We're like, okay, I'm just going to keep scrolling and tapping because that's how it was designed, you know, to take our mind off whatever it is we're probably supposed to be doing at that time. Matt's on his phone right now. Yeah, he is. It's yeah. Not, yeah, if you've never been, been on the, 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 this podcast, you'll uh, He's on yeah, his computer, actually. That. <laughs> that's why we don't have video cameras here. The, the, I see. You know, now it makes sense. It all makes to sense. see us every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, this client just emailed. You know? yeah. <laughs> and there's some parents that say, well, you know, if I don't give my child a device or if I don't let them use technology, they're going to be behind other kids. Well, that's true. I've thought and that, that is hogwash. <laughs> Your kids will never be behind from a technology use perspective. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's 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 easy to use. You know the. Have you ever used Snapchat? By the way, have you looked at that? I can't. I, yeah. yeah, it was difficult to use, so I stopped trying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you give a middle schooler Snapchat, they figure it out in three and a half seconds. Yeah. Right. You give it to an adult, and they're like, oh, I have no idea what's. Well, going I've picked on, up so. his Roblox and just looked at it before, and I didn't really know what was happening, <laughs> so I gave it back to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've got a one and a half year old, and it's amazing to see them. You know, he'll grab my phone, and he it's it's a lot of exploring to see what will happen if I do this. Right. E- even like the long tap, you know, those gesture things or two mm-hmm. fingers, you know. And he's kind of a smart kid. I'm like, geez, mm-hmm. like you're getting through that thing, you know. Yep. And kids want whatever our parents are doing, right? So whatever we as parents do, that's what our kids want. So, you know, if if you're on your phone all the time. If it's if it's put down for a second, that is what your kid will grab. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're always reading a book, I know no one's really reading a book, but if you're always reading a book, your kid will gravitate towards reading, grabbing a book. It's whatever you know. Kids kids idolize their parents; they look up to their parents as whatever the parent does. That is what they mimic, and that's what they want to do. So we need to be careful of things like never using technology during a meal. That's a big one. Darn. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> By the way, there's there's substitutions for things like that, right? So in our family, and by the way, you have to do this with your significant other, otherwise it doesn't work. You know, you make mealtime is technology-free time. So what does that mean? It means you go to a restaurant, you know it's going to be 30 minutes before you get your food, whatever. Bring a deck of cards. Bring Uno. Go to one of the restaurants you know that has games up front. 
uh, we have those in Dunwoody, right? We do. So, uh, Moondog Growlers. Um, what's a few of Hobnob. Hobnob? Yeah. 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 So replace it, you know, deuce and do something else, you know? The deck of cards. Keep it in your car. Keep it in your glove box. You play Farkle? You know? Five dice. That's all I need. Oh, yeah, six dice. Yeah. Yeah. Any, you know, anything. Left, right, center. There's so many of these little pocket games that we can bring and play. Uh, and kids love playing. And then it gives you an opportunity to actually interact with your kids, too, which us as parents don't do as much anymore either because of these yeah. technological wonders. This yeah. technological terror you've created. <laughs> uh, but technology is great. I don't want people to think... Yeah, you're you know, an IT guy, right? I am. I work, in, I work in this world. I wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for technology. Well, but there's a, there's a good way to use technology. There's an appropriate way to use technology. There's knowing how to respond to things when it happens with technology. And that's what we need to teach our kids. Yeah. You know, one of these, uh, whatever the next Roblox is out yeah. there, they need to call up a guy like you first to come in and consult them and say, you know... Make it easy. Make the parental controls easy. Or you need to have this. You need to have that. Yeah. Um, I like it. Do you, do you ever see that? Uh, there was a there was a movie about this where everyone. It was a it was done in a uh, like a rotoscope cartoon style. It had Keanu Reeves. It was based on a Phil Dick novel. But uh, everybody wore these masks where their face was changing every second. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's really cool. So you never really knew what anybody looked like. Mm-hmm. Matt, you think we'll get there one day? Maybe, you're you're a maybe. futurist. That's what you do in your spare time, right? Think yes. about the future. Yes, for sure. You're also a realtor, aren't you? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, where'd you find the artist that did these books? This is awesome. All the illustrations. He yeah. fa- he found them on Kick. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Fiverr. Oh yeah, it's about the same. Everyone Fiverr, uses yeah. Fiverr. Yeah. So um, yeah, this artist is amazing. His name is Taylor Sutherland. And it turns out he actually lives in Georgia, but I found him on Fiverr. He uh, <laughs> he told you. How crazy you. is that? He Georgia. told you he was an 18-year-old oh, no, I've boy. met him before, and he's come to some events that we've done. And if you need an illustrator, by the way, he's amazing. Taylor yeah, Sutherland. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. He he might be a she, but we. <laughs> my, no, my, he's a he. Oh, he's I've a met him. My kids would like these books. Yeah. Especially yeah. with the superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the first book teaches them about what I mentioned before, the computers and privacy and how to respond. The second book, the kids are actually playing an online game and they encounter a cyberbully. So that's the defeat of the cyberbully. It teaches kids how to respond in a game and teaches them how to respond to a bully on a playground or at school or outside of school as well. I hope the this third book, book. I hope the book ends with them making the cyberbully. Gosh. <laughs> dark. This just got really dark. I'll cut that out later. <laughs> really, really dark. Don't cut that out. That's. Yeah, we don't wish that on anyone, and now we can. Well, leave it look in. at him—he's a big, fat, orange monster with green, ugly pants on. You need to read the book. That's a troll, by the oh, way. Oh, that's a troll. Oh, okay. Well, then trolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. All right. How do the, we get through this? So the third book in the series, <laughs> there you go, there you go. and and so I actually wrote. So I wrote these in order, obviously. But the third book in the series I wrote because what is the what is the one thing that kids tell you when you tell them to put down their tech and go do something else? That you're on it. Well, no. they'll say that, but then they say. On board. I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it's that. the on board. So that third book is called Adventures Beyond the Screen, and that teaches kids how to brainstorm for finding things to do when it's not so nice outside, and things to do when it's amazing outside. Well, and actually, in a weird way, if they're young enough, <laughs> I mean, I've heard that argument, but then they just go outside, and then they that's just, right. But they, they, but they their first out. response, yeah, is right. on board. board. What should I do? Yeah, yeah. Well, we um, need to teach our kids how to kind of think about. Well, what can you do? Yeah, I usually tell them to just go draw, and then that you know. Yeah, when I'm bored, that, I pick that's up a great response. What's up? When I'm bored, I pick up my phone. Though it's drawing nice. is one of the tips in there, by the way. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like it. Hey, man, Ben, Ben, thanks for coming on. 
Well, thanks for having me. I yeah, appreciate cool. it. And how can they find more about this? SavvyCyberKids.org. And you can go to Amazon and just search for Savvy Cyber Kids, and you'll find the children's book series. And everything else um, is on our website. And by the way, you should follow us Follow us, excuse me, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram because... Five days a week, Monday through Friday, we post a conversation starter related to technology so that you as a parent can say, can have a question in your head so you can find a time to ask your kid that question and see what their response may be. It's also good for educators too to use in a classroom setting. So we do that five days a week um, on our social media accounts. And make sure your nine-year-old doesn't have a LinkedIn profile. Delete it right away. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks a lot, Ben. Well, thanks for having me. 